Welcome back to Walk Down Memory Cane from the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired. Thank you for choosing to come to us and visit us so often. We pray that you will enjoy today's reading by Anna Chinchello, The Banner, Volume 1, 1957, Number 7. God bless until we meet again in the next episode. The Banner, Volume 1, May 1957. Number 7. Commencement, May 30th. On Thursday afternoon, May 30th, 1957, at 2 p.m., a total of 29 students will be honored at graduation exercises. This will be one of the largest combined 8th grade and high school commencements in the history of the school. The principal speaker will be Dr. L. Vernon Kane, President of Illinois College. The Reverend George D. Clark will give the invocation. Both the orchestra and the Girls' Glee Club will present selections. The presentation of diplomas will be by Mr. Flood. Fourteen high school seniors will make their way into the world following the exercises, and 15 eighth graders will move forward to begin high school careers. Success and all good wishes go to these young graduates who are now completing another chapter of life's experiences. In the Crystal Ball May 17th, Missouri-Illinois Music Festival May 18th, Annual High School Prom May 23rd High School and Faculty Steak Fry May 29th Last Day of School May 30th Commencement Stairway to the Stars is theme of this year's prom. Arrangements are now complete for the school prom to be held Saturday, May 18th in the gymnasium. All decorations for the prom this year are planned to accentuate the central motif of Stairway to the Stars. There will be dancing to a fine band, refreshments, and even a cameraman to take your picture. In past years, our prom has drawn a large attendance and has always been a real success. The entrance fee is only 50 cents per couple. The prom is the last big social of the year. Please come and enjoy yourself. Thanks. The Banner staff wishes to thank all of its many friends among the students, faculty, and administration for making the school year of 56-57 a memorable one. William G. Stratton, Governor, State of Illinois Otto L. Batag, M.D., Director, Department of Public Welfare. Leo J. Flood, Superintendent, Illinois Braille and Sight-Saving School. The Banner, published monthly at IBSSS. Editor-in-Chief, Phyllis Beesmeyer. Assistant Editor, 
Pat Morris. Feature reporters Russell Hauser, Eileen Smith, Marguerite Maynard, Carol Butson. Sports section Bob Watson, Dave Possel. Grade school news Janet Dawson, Viola Green. Faculty advisor John Dietrich. Braille consultant L. W. Rodenberg. Editorial section Memories of a Senior. I've been thinking the last few days about my school past. There are many people I have met and many things I have done, which I probably will never do again. Some of the things which I especially remember are wrestling, track, swimming, and other strenuous and energy burning activities. Then again, I will always remember proms and play practices. I would like to give a vote of thanks and appreciation to the many teachers who tried to make me a worthy citizen. I do not think that I will have it any better out in the world than the wonderful people have made it for me here in the few years I have been with them. These are just a few memories that I will cherish throughout my life, and I will always look back upon them with a warm spot deep in my heart. When I receive my diploma, I must bid this school a fond farewell. David Possel Choice One of the most important gifts God gave us was the freedom of choice. Every single choice we make in our life determines our lot in life. Suppose a high school student decides not to finish high school. His whole life is at stake. If a person decides to take the wrong or the right path on life's road, it is a matter of his own choice. No one can make a choice for you. People can only aid you in your choices. You must make the final choice. When the eighth grade students decide what course of study to follow in high school, they should think first of their plans for the future. Do remember, though, eighth grade students, your choice can be altered in high school. For example, perhaps you may decide at first to take the college course of study. Then, after a while, you decide to take the business course. Change then. Do not think, I decided to take a college course, I must stick to it. This is not necessarily so. The important thing is to decide as nearly as possible now. Your choice determines your future. Try to make wise choices by weighing the facts and then decide. If you have trouble, there are many teachers who will be glad to help you. Carol Butson. The Sports Year. The school year is drawing to a close once again. We can be proud of the fine showing our teams have made. Our wrestling team, in its second year, went to the NCASB conference and took fourth place. This, as far as we know, is a record that no other Braille and sight saving school can boast. Now it is spring and time for our track and swimming teams to perform. 
Thus far, both the track and swimming teams have made excellent showings. Although the won and lost column does not indicate this, all one has to do is look down the list of individual performances. In Iowa, on April 27th, our track team took five first places. Richard Massa ran off with the 50 and 75-yard dashes. Bill Johnson won the shot put, one broad jump, and the three consecutive broad jumps. Bill set a new school record with his leap of 30 feet 2.5 inches in the three consecutive broad jumps. At Iowa, our swimming team was defeated 40-12. to The swimming team's record is not impressive, but it is only fair to say that we have fine young talent on the squad. The team is in the process of building and can look forward to many victories next year. On May 4th, our track team journeyed to St. Louis for the conference track meet. Our team made another fine showing. The squad of five walked away with second place and brought home a beautiful trophy. The team's scores are as follows. Missouri, 34. Illinois, 30 and one-half. Iowa, 20 and one-half. Nebraska, 10. Kansas, 7. South Dakota, 2. Grade School News Grade School Items A roving reporter has discovered a number of activities have been going on since we last dropped in for a chat. On May 10th, Rita Cunningham and Aline Hyken were 11 years old in Miss Sweeney's room. Mrs. Meyer's class took a field trip to Springfield and New Salem on May 7th. They spent the morning in the state legislature, drove to New Salem for a dinner in Owens Cafe, and spent the remainder of the day in the park. Mr. Aldridge accompanied the group, and Mr. Surratt was the driver. A final spelling contest is shaping up in Mrs. Meyer's room among Ann Kaufman, Michael Garrett, Raymond Erickson, and Dolores Kelly. Miss Lonergan, Miss Ware, and Mrs. Curtis's classes also recently visited New Salem. Story Section Tommy Takes the Cake Tomorrow was the last day of school. Miss Palmer had promised her first-grade class that they could have a party the next afternoon. The party was to begin at 1.30 in the afternoon. Nancy was helping her mother make cookies for the party. She mixed them with the big wooden spoon. Next, she helped her mother roll the dough and cut out fancy shapes. She cut out dogs, squirrels, and rabbits, and sprinkled them with sugar. Nancy's mother let her taste one of the deliciously brown cookies before she sent her off to bed. The next afternoon, Nancy went skipping down the street in her best dress, with the box of cookies in her hand. She ran past the post office and was just in front of a large white frame house 
when suddenly she tripped over a large stone. The cookies went every which way all over the sidewalk. Nancy was so surprised that she just stood there for a moment. Then she began to cry. Then she saw a little boy peeping around the side of the house. He ran toward her and asked her, What is the matter? I am going to a party, and my mother and I made these cookies, and, oh dear, sobbed Nancy. The little boy began to pick up the box of cookies. Most of the cookies stayed in the box, he said cheerfully. Just a few are lost. Nancy stopped crying and looked too. Then she smiled. What's your name? she asked. Tommy Gardner. I'm five years old and almost big enough to start to school. I'm in first grade, said Nancy. I'm Nancy Miller. We are having a party this afternoon. I'm sure Miss Palmer wouldn't mind if you came. Oh, that would be wonderful, Nancy, said Tommy. He ran inside to ask and was back in a few minutes. I can go, and here is a cake Mother just baked. She says I can take it with me. Nancy and Tommy were a little late to the party, but no one minded. Everyone liked the cookies, and they all liked Tommy, too. Phyllis Beesmeyer Moments to Remember On a bench near the children's playground, a young lady sat, her thoughts and her nose deep in a book. So absorbed was she in her reading that she did not notice the golden-haired little girl beside her, until the girl touched her hand lightly and said, Who are you? No one will play with me. Come and play with me, please. The girl put down her book, not knowing whether to smile or to frown at this little girl who had interrupted her trip into the wonderful world of reading. As usual, and as should be, the smile won the battle. She touched the golden curls, and taking the child's hand said, All right, let's go play. Together they walked out on the pretty green playground. The little girl headed for the chain swings. Smiling at the little one's eagerness, the girl followed. She lifted the little girl into a swing and began to push it slowly back and forth, back and forth. The golden curls blew slightly in the breeze, making the little one look like a fairy. The child began to sing a popular song, We'll have these moments to remember. The young lady sang, too, softly. Then her singing stopped. After gazing into space, she began a silent reverie. I will. I will have these moments to remember. In a few weeks, I'll march down a long aisle to receive my diploma. Then I'll march again into a world that holds who knows what for me. When I was as young as this little girl, nothing mattered except the present. I remember racing around this same playground, 
making mischief in and out of the cottage. The happy grade school days. Classroom projects, field trips, what fun we had. Oh, but grade school could never compare with the fun and frolic of my high school days with their work and play. What a thrill I got when I entered as a freshman. And what fun we had initiating each freshman class. The happiness I felt when I did something others approved. The joys and sorrows connected with studies. Rules and everyday problems of a teenager. Oh, high school days. Such fun. Work and play, too. I do not know if I should laugh or cry because they are almost over. Yes, I do know. I'll not do either. I'll not laugh because I'll miss the carefree days of high school. But I'll not cry either, for I'll have them to remember, and there will be many more happy days for me. Life is what you make it, and I intend to make mine a full and happy one. The young lady was brought back to reality by the sharp ringing of a bell. Time to go in now, she said. The little girl hopped off her swing, and hand in hand they walked to the little girl's cottage. Good night, honey. See you. And the young lady walked back to the bench, still humming the song which had caused her reverie. The bench was rickety, and the paint was chipped, but it still stood in the same spot near the children's playground. A young lady sat, her thoughts and her nose deep in a book. Her golden curls blew softly in the breeze, and she was humming to herself as she read, We all have these moments to remember. Marguerite Maynard Compositions my Rabbit, Hoppy It was on April 15 that I found Hoppy. We found him alone in a nest under our pine tree. The mother had been driven off, and the other little one killed by a cat. I ended up with the rabbit. The rabbit was so tiny we were afraid he would die. He wouldn't drink the milk we offered him from a baby bottle. He spent the night in a box, curled up under a piece of warm blanket. The next day he seemed quite calm, and we even got him to drink a little milk from the doll bottle. While we were gone to Chicago for a few days, some friends of ours, the Fosters, took care of the rabbit. I was afraid he would die, because they didn't know a thing about rabbits. But when we got back, he was far from dead. He could drink milk from a jar lid. I thought of many names for the rabbit, but I finally decided that Hoppy would be best. It may have been fear of our dog that caused Hoppy's death. It may have been because he was just a little, wild rabbit. Dad buried him under the pine tree where we first found him. Cheryl Peterson, 5th grade Braille Easter Island Easter Island is a small island in the Pacific Ocean, 
2,000 miles west of Chile. It was discovered by the Dutch in the year 1722. Although Easter Island is just a small speck on the map, it will soon be an important airbase for world airlines. On the island, there are some curious stone statues, which stand above the cliffs facing the sea. Some of them are mounted on high stone platforms. Some of the tallest are 70 feet high. Why the statues were made, and who made them, are still mysteries. Mary Cluin, 5th grade, Braille. (laughs) 